This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. We'll get to the important stuff in just a moment. But I just want to let you all know, I'm on my uh, third pair of shorts, third pair, uh, third shirt, and third pair of underwear today. Thank you for sharing. And it's just because it is so dang muggy outside. It is, man. Sticky out there today. I mean, but I also weighed in, and I think I'm at like a, a low for the Cutting last couple weight. years. Yeah? Cutting weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I have a sweatsuit, you know, like that sweatsuit on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to see, the, in high school, we would see the wrestlers come into, because I swam in high school. Yeah. And, you know, so the humidity in there is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the wrestlers would come in with, you know, the sweatsuit on. Yep. And trying to cut weight. Sure. I mean, here I am. I like I it, man. Well, and listen, since we're talking about the body aesthetic right now, and since we're on the topic, and you know me, Brent, um, I I don't hold back. If something's on my mind, I'm gonna I'm bring, gonna bring it up and everything. And um, this is a safe place for you, safe place for me, safe place for coups here. But I have a question for you, and we've kind of alluded to it a little bit. You've mentioned it, but now I want to get to the bottom of this because it's starting to affect everybody here. What are and please keep eye contact with me the whole time because I I need to see your eyes for this. What are we doing with that hair right now? What's what's the what's the plan with the hair right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't know who does, Brent. Uh, nobody. Okay. I'm in a battle okay. right now with the hair of not getting it cut. Is there a bet behind this? A or bit. Okay. 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 So there's some kind of okay. I got it. Yeah. Just I hey, didn't know this was like a consolation. Statement. The consolation is the other guy I think looks way worse. Okay. Like he looks a little bit like George Washington. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I got that going for me. Okay. Well, see, I didn't know that. I wish you would have told me because oh, yeah. like, I've been coming in here now the past month, and I've been watching it get longer. I'm like, all right, yeah. maybe, because we kind of made a joke a little bit about the whole Bradley Cooper thing yeah, from, yeah. Um, what's that movie with, with um, Lady Gaga? I know. No, yeah, you know uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, Whatever. Come on. Help us out, Goose. I just saw Lady it. Gaga, Bradley Cooper. I saw it a couple I've never months seen ago. It. A, a Star is Born. A Star is Thank Born. Yeah. And a I Star thought is maybe, being born right here. Exactly. I thought Brent was kind of going for that. Well, we talked about it, and then he's grown it out now, but I'm, I'm glad to hear it's a bat, and there's something to this. Yeah, there is. Uh, okay. I know the the barbers are open, open yeah. and I could go, um, but we're kind of holding out. You know, okay. at times I like it. Like, I'm yeah. like, hey, you know what? This is kind of fun. I don't really mind it. I'm not mad at it. At other it. times, I'm like, what are we doing here? See, uh, so I, I'm, in, I'm in between the. You are. You're, you're in the in between phase right now. This is the hardest <laughs> phase to be in. It's the hardest phase to get through. It is, through. man. It is the hardest phase. So I'm, I'm gonna keep rolling with it. I don't yeah. care, you know. And so, uh, but the other thing about it is, listen, I'm 43, and you, in the last couple of years, you see a gray hair sneak through once in a while. <laughs> sure. The longer you grow it, the more show up. That's a good point. It's a good point. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with a little salt and pepper mane, yeah, Brent. I'm not mad at that. Adds a little experience. I always to had it. to look a little older in this industry anyway, so sure. here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole gets upset with me because normally my uh, the place I go to get my hair cut, they'll call me like a week or two uh, after I go. They'll be like, hey, do you want to reschedule another one? I was like, sure. Because of coronavirus, they still haven't called me. I'm like, well, I don't want to go there. They don't. They obviously don't want they me back. Yeah. They yeah. haven't called yeah. me. Kuz is looking for a new barber. I like it. Who's going to raise their hand? Cause Mother Groyer's out too, man. You and Brent can have your own little uh, Here's the bet problem. going on. Like I'm, I am already close to like Bieber status. Like it's, it's getting there. Yeah. I'm gonna need it to not be there anymore. Like it's, go with that slick back. 
Oh, just like straight back? Yeah, man. I don't really want to spend that much on hair gel, to be honest with you. Good point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really thing. sure See, that that's works, where I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of it. I'm like, I'm in the phase of I don't even try to put gel or anything like it. You're just, I just kind of let, let it, it be go. Free. Yeah. I'm not wearing hats. I mean, and I'm not, I haven't, I'll put gel in it, but my hair, it, it's too long to do anything. Here's with the it. other thing, like Ty, so Ty hasn't had a haircut at all either. So he's got this big, bushy set of red hair going. Oh, okay. But that's the thing in high school. Like down at least where he's going to go to school is like Creekside. All the baseball kids, they have like this long hair. That's oh, yeah. just the way it is. Those baseball just, kids, man. Now, Ty doesn't really buy into that, but all of a sudden he's kind of into it because he just hasn't got a haircut. So he's, yeah. I think he's kind of quietly digging the, the longer hair. Okay. I keep telling him, I said, the chicks are going to like the longer hair, Ty. The, I mean, hey, Brent. Say no more, okay? <laughs> you're, you're kind of preaching the choir. Well, then I'm excited I mean, for you, man. Don't tell Steph, but you see how many people are calling me the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, you know what? Then, then I'm excited for you, right? Because I thought this was just kind of a fashion thing you're experimenting with. Nah, this... Didn't know there was a bet behind this. Yeah. And, and now I'm buying you 110%. You know, let's, we'll, let's push through this awkward phase, and let's get some long... Luscious locks going on for you, man. <laughs> so, so he's basically telling me that it looks awful because of this well, awkward. No, face. I mean, so let's be honest. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> didn't really know. I mean, and far be it for me to judge anybody's style or their appearance or anything like that. I'm just saying I didn't know what we we're going for because I understand that you have to be on the TV side of things too. It's really wild. I got my buddy Calvin. He te- yesterday <laughs> he must he saw me on TV in the early yeah. show. Where'd he go? Um, and he said. He, he said, that's it. I'm bringing the Clippers down to clean you up. <laughs> yeah, is, there like a, is there like a TV side of this that could come into play with the TV that's what people? I'm saying. Like, yo, you need to get your hair cut. You know, here's, the, here's the fascinating part about that. Uh, we're all a little vain to some degree, right? Uh, especially in the TV world. And I, there is no way in heck I would not have got a haircut if you take me back. 10 years ago, especially 15 years ago, whatever. You do reach a point in TV, like you, I don't want to say you don't care how you look, mm. but you're really not like patting down every piece of hair before you go on. There is a sec- there is a part of that in your career, like you're like, man, I got to make sure everything looks good, uh, throw on uh, whatever powder you're supposed to throw on. Especially these HD cameras too, man. Oh, that's it, oh, right? Oh, man. Well, there is a, sec- a part of that d- during your career where, like, that's a big part of it, right? You want to make sure you look all right. Yeah. Not really the case anymore. <laughs> like, not really the case Doesn't anymore. Doesn't care. Yeah. So, like, now I am waiting. I'm like, all right, are the, are the boss is going to say something. Yeah. But I've, they've got to say something about the other guy before they say something about me. <laughs> I mean, they have to. Like, it's way more noticeable with the other guy. Okay. I think it is. So then, obviously, the other guy also works with you. In the, okay, okay. So then I, I know who it is. I got you. say his name. No, I got you. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> right? I guess. <laughs> we are allowed to say his name, but I just don't. Yeah. I, I prefer uh, the other guy. All good. Uh, so <laughs> that's it. Welcome to uh, uh, an early start of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 on a Tuesday about how many pair of underwear I've had on today and also <laughs> my hair. Yeah. Uh, Hitting the, hit the hard-hitting topics, Brent. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Leonard Fournette held a protest today Yeah. Uh, in uh, downtown Jacksonville. And he, again, had announced this. Uh, this was not necessarily on the heels of Friday. It's mm. presented that way because Friday, the Jaguars players and, and coaches had um, a demonstration and a peaceful one at that downtown. And so this one follows it. But I actually think Leonard mentioned that he was going to do something even prior. And... Uh, 
this came together and it looked like it was peaceful and well done. Uh, Mayor Lenny Curry was there. Uh, Sheriff uh, Mike Williams was there. Several players were there once again in support. And a lot of the community showed up. That's what made this one a little bit different because he said, hey, come on down. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just trying to guesstimate how many folks were there. I wasn't there. I had some meetings this morning, so I, I did not attend this one. But you were there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what, what would you say? You said maybe close I mean, to 1,000 I mean, people? I mean, realistically, probably maybe 700, 800 people. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm the worst when it comes to estimating. Yeah. types of crowd numbers but um it seemed like given the circumstances obviously being on a tuesday uh being at 10 o'clock when people are probably working right now um given the circumstances it seemed like a really good turnout yeah and, and i don't listen i don't even know if the numbers matter in this stuff like i don't Correct. think people are keeping score about it uh, there were a few hundred people out there when the jags did theirs on friday public wasn't necessarily invited mm-hmm. uh if you will or given a heads up i should say is a better way to say it uh this time around it was it was kind of pushed out there for leonard fournette and uh, you can tell he was pretty proud of it, and and a lot of the players too. How did it go? Um, I thought it was great. You know, it was um, Lenny Curry kind of spoke his piece a little bit. It was good to finally see him at you know one of these rallies at one of these protests. Um, so I thought it was good from I guess his image you would say to show face a little bit. You know, and obviously um, taking down the statue is one thing. Now you know there's obviously a lot more, much more work to go, and he kind of stated that. So hopefully, kind of like he said, he keeps on listening to the to the public keeps listening to these protests and tries to take you know the, the protest word a little bit of pushing things forward and advancing things advancing the conversation so that 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 was good it was interesting because from the protest concern it was probably the smallest one that was at you know in terms of like the size mm-hmm. right but you've i probably been three now right three of them yeah. yeah but um in terms of the conversation it's probably the most conversation i've had with people interesting um and when i say conversation i mean i uh, i talked to this, this random white dude and he didn't know who i was man like he i was holding up a sign um and he came up to me he's like uh, basically just kind of set the, the whole story here um I bring a sign to every one of the protests, and on one side it says, um, anger is what I'm feeling, peace is what I'm showing, and then on the other side it says Black Lives Matter, okay? So he saw the anger is what I'm feeling, peace is what I'm showing side. He came up to me, he's like, hey, man, I don't know how you feel about a hug. Like, I give you a hug? I'm like, sure. And I didn't know this dude. I'm like, okay. I mean, it was kind of weird, to be honest with you, because it's an older gentleman, obviously, and he's a white guy, but he had a son with him, so I was like, all right, I think we're all good. So he gave me a hug, and then we just had a conversation a little bit. He was for actually from L.A., and he was in L.A. when the Rodney King um, stuff was going on, all those protests and all those riots and everything, and he said that he felt guilty because he just kind of sat on the sidelines and watched. He didn't ever speak up for anything. He just kind of sat um, as, a, as a bystander. So he said he's trying to make it up to you know I, the community, I guess. He's trying to show his son the proper way to go about things. So like he was out there for you know Leonard Fournette to do his thing. So he said like it was great that the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of rallied behind the community, and he found out about it. And obviously he was out there in full effect. So that was a great conversation that I had. Also saw Ernest Wilford. Yeah. All right, and um, that 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 hit me a lot harder than I thought it was gonna hit me for some reason. You know, like I I see him and he didn't see me first. So I could go up and tap on his shoulder, and you know I have I have my bandana on my mouth because obviously COVID nineteen. So I was wearing the mask and everything. I pull the mask down. And he's like, oh, awesome, what's up? So like we had a great conversation, man. You know, we, we I gave him a hug too as well. Um, and, and we just talked for a little bit, man. Then he kind of went on his way. He had to go patrol a little bit, but right before I left, he found me again and said, you know, just gave me another hug and said, hey, stay safe out here. And I I told him the same thing. You know, so that was a that was a really cool moment in itself as well um so so overall i mean listen um 
the message hasn't changed, the, the passion hasn't changed. And when the Jaguars were kind of done doing their thing, um, we kind of rallied at City Hall again where we started from, right? And then as people kind of went back to their own devices, you know, and left, there was like a small group of people who um, kept on, you know, with like with megaphones, kept on like protesting and chanting and everything. And, and I stayed behind a little bit just to kind of watch them and, and see what was going on here. And it's crazy, man, the, the, this next generation coming up, right? Because predominantly these people in this group, they were all maybe 15, 16, 17 years old, okay? Um, I'd be surprised if half of them could even drive yet. And they all had their megaphones. They're all um, chanting. They're all passionate. They're all kind of speaking their piece and everything and putting out in the universe. And I didn't take, I mean, I, I literally was kind of, you know, watching this. I, I didn't really, I mean, I was chanting everything too, but, you know, they kind of passed the megaphone around. Everybody kind of had a chance to say what they thought. I didn't speak at all. I just kind of sat back and watched like, dang, okay. Like these kids out here with all this energy. And let's be honest, you mentioned it yourself. It's hot out there, man. Okay. Uh, it was very humid today. Um, the, the sun was out for a little bit. So it was, it was a warm one, but it was cool to be around, obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, but then also the, the kids, you know, the teenagers, they're out there in full, uh, full force doing their thing as well. Uh, okay, good uh, landscape of what it was. Uh, it's interesting you brought up Ernest Wilford. That still is one of the most powerful images. Chris Conley, Ernest Wilford on the steps of JSO from Friday's protest, in my opinion, that I have kind of like, you know, in my mind. Uh, and uh, it, it will remain that way. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I have a thought. And I was thinking this watching this morning uh, of our coverage on Action News Jacks and this peaceful protest. And what has transpired in the last few days from a Jaguars point of view? We talk sports here on the show. So from a Jaguars point of view, from an athlete point of view, I have often said we might be living in the greatest generation of athlete ever. LeBron James, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods just come to mind. Ever. Maybe. I always thought it was like in the 40s and 50s, but this might be it. The movement, the voice of the athlete, how much does it add to that? Is this the greatest generation of athlete ever on and off the field? Talk about that for a little bit because I think it does have some rivals. I think we have to be very aware of history here. But what we're seeing in action the last couple of weeks and really the last few years uh, might say yes as well. Your thoughts on that? Our thoughts on that. When we come back, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, this movement goes to action. I think right now uh, there's a lot of people who are willing to listen. There's a lot of people who are willing to use their voice. But uh, attention is only, it's only goes so far. Uh, we want action. We want things to change. We want reform. We want reform in policing. We want criminal justice reform. We want opportunities for urban communities and underdeveloped areas. Um, and so those are the things that we want to see happen. We won't want to hear uh, just lip service. We want to see action. That is the voice of Chris Conley, Jaguars wide receiver, and uh, once again was at this protest and really was one of the, um, you know, front and center folks on Friday's protest uh, at Jacksonville Sheriff's Office with his very eloquent and uh, impassioned speech. And here we are, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and in the middle of the night on Tuesday morning, if you will, one of the Confederate monuments that... Chris Conley, in his speech, referenced, comes down. It was first vandalized over the weekend, I believe, and now it's down. 
And it's, according to Mayor Lenny Curry, not the only one coming down. So instant action. If you really start to think about what's happened in Jacksonville, and this isn't whether you like it or not or whatever, but just stop and think of what's happened in the last week. From Wednesday to Tuesday, that's a seven-day stretch. Wednesday morning, Jaguars owner Shad Khan issued an op-ed which was very passionate, well-spoken, heartfelt. Uh, you could tell from a, a guy that I continue to say is the epitome of the American dream, but also uh, denounced racism and other things in that op-ed, but also said, hey, we need to take some action. Well, he didn't necessarily lead the action that then ensued, but on Friday, his players did, mm-hmm. coaches did, mm-hmm. and there was a march and a protest, Conley's words, other folks' words. And then on Tuesday, here on Tuesday, Leonard Fournette, another player, uh, leading another peaceful protest. And about that same time, Lenny Curry, hand in hand, basically saying uh, Confederate statues or, or monuments are coming down in um, in Jacksonville. So Shad Khan, eloquent message, calls for action, gets action on Friday. Chris Conley calls for action, eloquent message, gets action on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I think this latest action now comes with a little bit more controversy um, from with the Confederate monuments coming down. And that will bring more of, I would say, whether it's political debate, whether it's historic debate, whether it was. I don't know if you noticed any of that today or not, mm-hmm. uh, kind of both sides of the arguments about history and, and the monuments. But what I'm looking at is, wow, man, you're talking about an organization that is in the entertainment business. In the NFL, that's responsible with playing football and, and winning on Sundays. And, and gosh, we wish they would win more because they, quite frankly, haven't won enough. Mm-hmm. And it's been a tough dozen years. But look what they've done off the field in a week's time. And that is hard not to notice the impact. And what I've often said is the Jaguars, whether you like it or not, are part of the fabric of this community. They are a top five story on a weekly, daily basis if something happens with the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Again, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, they are. They're, it's that big. And what we've seen them do in the last week and be a part of and be front and center on is uh, pretty powerful. And and you talk about action, they're putting action to work. But it also begs the question, what else can they do? Over these next days, weeks, months ahead, uh, and maybe not only when it comes to this issue. To me, it is important, you know, because, listen, it takes all type of people to make this thing work. We talked about yesterday a little bit how just a rogue rogue employee, if you will, at the NFL offices um, kind of in an unprecedented move just did his own thing and in return, Roger Goodell came out and, you know, he had his speech all because of one employee felt like, you know, things were wrong. So it takes all types of people. But to have the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, organize these peaceful protests, to have guys like Leonard Fournette, guys like Chris Conley um, voice their concerns, speak their truth. It's a powerful thing because I would be naive to say, well, you know, I mean, they're just like everybody else. That's not true. Okay. These guys, whatever they say, their voices are going to carry a lot more than just the standard person. And I'm not saying that's right, but that's just the way it is. All right. That's, that's, uh, that's what the NFL is treated here in America. Okay. And in terms of influence, in terms of just optics and eyes around these players, I mean, everyone's watching, you know, so 
anytime the Jacksonville Jaguars organization can, you know, find a way to help the cause to do their part, it's going to pay dividends. Okay. Because today I saw, I saw, you know, some organizers of the Black Lives Matter movement here in Jacksonville, some speakers that I saw last Saturday, they were handing out water and then they were essentially kind of, working you know for, for the jaguars like they, they they were making sure that everyone was comfortable they're making sure everyone was hydrated um you know that there were masks being passed out but like then they're still like listen the the black lives matter movement in jacksonville is a strong one there's a lot of passionate speakers um and there's a lot of people that you know donate their time and energy um to make it a special thing but today it was with the, the, the jacksonville jaguars it, it was their thing right so i don't want to say the black lives black lives matter movement stepped aside or anything because it's not the case at all everyone's working together but like today it was the platform for the jacksonville jaguars and obviously hopefully a lot comes of this hopefully it gets the national attention that it deserves and we can keep on having these conversations yeah we continue the conversation action sports shacks on espn 690 brent Martino, austin lane it brings me to a question And this is what I thought of this morning. I I teased it before break. Is this the greatest generation of athlete that we have ever seen? And I've often said it anyway. I think we might be living it. And this is from an on-the-field perspective. I brought up the names earlier. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Like, it's not even really a debate anymore. Greatest of all time in football. LeBron James, right there with Michael Jordan. In the conversation, if you want to debate it, although most people would say second, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Woods. I really don't think – I think if you ask ten people, I think people will give a lot of credit to Jack Nicholas, but I still think greatest golfer of all time. Uh, it, it might not add up to the majors, but it's going he's, to be Tiger Woods, dude, yeah. I, I believe. And we know the impact, let's just say – LeBron and Tiger especially, but probably Tom Brady, too, is made on society and community and and giving back. And, you know, a couple of those guys, I would say in particular, and and LeBron and Tiger are global icons. Mm -hmm. And I'm just mentioning three names. But you can go on the list and on on and on for the NBA. I mean, whether it's Harden and Giannis and and Steph Curry and and Durant. And, I mean, just the stars in the NBA now. Mm -hmm. Heck, the stars in Major League Baseball. Mike Trout might be an all-timer right now. And although... Major League Baseball doesn't get talked about as much. We see so many great athletes, and I don't know if they compare to the Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio era and Bob Gibsons of the world, but they might knock on that door someday. It's it's that youthful and that talented right now in Major League Baseball. The NFL is full of stars. Uh, you know, I don't know where hockey stands in, but golf and other sports. So I think of it on the field, and I've said it over the last handful of years, we might be witnessing that. You have to appreciate that. You have to enjoy that. You you can tell your grandkids you watch Tom Brady, you know, play right here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch LeBron if you went down to a game in Orlando. Uh, you watch Tiger play at the Players' Championship. I appreciate the heck out of that. I think that I think we're living in a bit of history when it comes to greats in sports. Uh, but I've also been very cognizant and measured at say, I'm not saying it's better than this other era, but it's certainly in the conversation. Well, now it got me thinking this morning off the field from mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick to any of these NFL stars now that we see. And this is not just a Jacksonville thing. I'm talking broad and how involved the athlete now is. LeBron James, by the way, uh, very vocal uh, in terms of social issues mm-hmm. and has been and been willing to put himself out there for that. Uh, again, this is not whether you agree or not with stances. This is, wow, these guys off the field, these guys and gals, I should really say, 
uh, because maybe the female voice is as loud as it's ever been able to be in our country uh, from an athlete perspective. Boy, you really wonder if this is the greatest generation of athlete, the most impactful generation of athlete that we've ever seen. Now, I say that uh, and then I'll let you chime in on it. Sure. You got to remember. In like the 1940s, and I'm going to show you just a couple of brief examples, and I'm probably missing a lot, and I admit to that. But just in the 1940s, I mean, we had guys like Ted Williams, our baseball heroes, going to war and being war heroes. True. You know, I mean, that happened. Like they went and fought in wars as from ba- so they certainly had a huge impact. So that's what we're comparing this generation of athlete to. Also, Muhammad Ali, we yeah. know his impact that he made. You know, in society. Obviously, you had. Tommy Smith and John Carlos throughout the Olympics, you know, with the raising up their fist on the podium. So I want to be careful here when I say it. It's not like, well, this is the first time we've seen athletes. No, that's not the case. mm -hmm. But we're watching a movement happen and we're watching athletes be front and center on that. And I know we pay attention more to the athlete, but my mom can now recognize that the athletes front and center on 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 this movement this discussion these last couple of weeks that's evident Mm -hmm. every town every city whether it's college coaches whether it's nfl coaches whether it's nfl players whether it's nba players they're out there in your city all over the country making these movements and i would say all over the world we saw soccer players over the weekend too so it just really rang true to me this morning it's like wow we might not only be witnessing the greatest athletes of all time on the field in on the court in their arena but we might be looking at the most impactful generation of athletes we have ever seen in this in in the world or in the country without a doubt the most impactful and without a doubt the most influential and once again with all due respect to muhammad ali all due respect to tommy smith john carlos and some of the other guys that you mentioned but this is by far the most impactful generation hands down and to me it's not even up for debate because of one reason right here this little thing right here okay i'm holding up my cell phone for people that are just listening This thing right here is a magnifying glass, okay? This thing right here shows you who an athlete is not only on the field, but off the field as well, okay? I remember when I was a kid growing up, and I think of some of my sports heroes like Michael Jordan. I think of, like, Brett Favre. I think of, like, Barry Sanders. I think of, like, uh, you know, just, just heroes, Wayne Gretzky. And I had no idea who those people really were. Okay, because I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have Facebook to tell me, like, well, this is what they do in the off season. This is what their personality is like. All I had to go off of was two minute sound bites of a press conference. Okay, and then eventually, um, if that person wanted to write a book, a tell all book, well, then down the line, then I found out about them as well. Like, for instance, Brett Favre, no idea that guy had a pain, pain pill problem for half his career. Okay, a very serious one. Didn't find that out till I actually read the book. Nowadays, with social media, um, you know, with Instagram, with the Twitter, with Facebook and everything like that, it gives you a glimpse not only of who they are on the on the field, on the court, on the ice, uh, on the playing surface, let's just say, but it gives you a glimpse of who they are behind it, right? So as a kid, when I was growing up, Michael Jordan was like a god to me. He was on the, the highest pedestal that you could ever think of. When I was with LeBron James, yeah, LeBron James should be up there as well, but guess what? I know LeBron James in a Taco Tuesdays, okay? I know... I've seen LeBron James probably more off the off the court than I have on the court. You know, whether it's his shows on HBO, whether it's his thoughts on Twitter, whether it's his interviews. Like, I have a good idea. I know who LeBron James is. And you know what that does? That takes him off that pedestal that so many kids probably put him on, and it brings it back down to the level a little bit. You know why? Because guess what? I like Taco Tuesdays. LeBron James like Tacos Tuesdays. Like, we have something in common with that, right? So my point is that right now I think – Athletes have never been more skilled. 
Um, they have never accomplished more, you know, athletic feats, let's just call it. But at the same time, they've never been brought down more to the human level because we know who these people are off the field. It's almost like the quote unquote bachelor effect. Listen, I don't watch the bachelor on ABC. I think it's a crappy show, but people like to watch the bachelor because they identify with these characters and they kind of want to see it through a little bit. Like, it's almost like they kind of have, you know, like they kind of have like, like a dog in the fight a little bit. Like, well, I like this guy. I hope this guy gets picked. Something like that. Right. Well, the same thing with professional athletes where it's like you fall in love with these people for who they are off the field and you want to see it through you want to see them succeed and you want to you know see them fight for what is right and that's what we're currently going through right now so as far as influence as as far as impact is concerned like i said it's not even close right now today's modern era athlete no matter the sport um is definitely probably regarded as the most impactful yeah and i think it's interesting you bring up but you're right the voice they have is unbelievable but the following they have as well and i'm not just talking about fans and citizens i'm talking Mm -hmm. about other players uh you know we and maybe it was like that in at other times but i don't remember it coming in waves like it's come now Mm -hmm. uh especially this most recent one and the other thing is some people look at it as the uh the questioning of authority, and a lot of people don't like that, right? Almost like an insubordination uh, in your own, you know, workplace. You know, and, and I'm not talking black or white. I'm just talking, you know, your boss is this, the commissioner is this, the the owner is this. You can't question that, sure, right? Uh, and, and that happens in a lot of workplaces. You feel right. uneasy about questioning it. But right? let's be honest, though. Questioning authority is something that's ingrained since we we're a little kid. Absolutely. Since we had a bedtime of 7 p.m. and we were like, can I stay up a little later? Sure. You questioned authority. <laughs> I mean, this has been going on since you were a baby. But is th- it almost feels like this uh, when when you want to question authority, sometimes you're right and they are wrong. Mm-hmm. This generation of athlete is willing to say, you know what, I'm going to step out of here. I'm going to risk this. And by the way, more money than ever, maybe in some cases uh, and and use this voice and use this platform. I believe in it and I'm not afraid to question it or challenge it uh, in in a way. So uh, the other thing I I believe that's different. If we ask this question even as soon as 20 years ago, probably more a little bit later than 25 or 30 years ago, I think a lot of people, you know, there's an old uh, kind of uh, stereotype as like of the dumb jock. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just always, whether it's in your high school or, or whatever. Well, that certainly has really never been the case, but it's definitely not the case anymore. I mean, we mm-hmm. we we celebrate the stories of the eloquence of Chris Conley. Uh, the, the smarts and the ability to do what Myron Roll from Florida State, who mm-hmm. played in the NFL and is now a surgeon, uh, has yeah. done, right? Yep. Against COVID-19, but also just the fact, you know, Rhodes Scholar, all these. It's so crazy, man. We, we, we sell uh, Joshua Dobbs, uh, you know, we call him Astro now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, he's a rocket scientist. He's probably going to space one day. It's, a, so, it's crazy to think about. But we celebrate those things. We acknowledge those things. We've learned more about the player. And I just gave you three examples of black athletes, and I didn't really even mean to do it that way. Yeah. But uh, the there are a lot of smart, intelligent athletes out there that are using their voice. Uh, I think LeBron's one of them. You know, yeah. I think that they know this stuff. They're not uneducated about uh, what they're speaking on. Not only this movement, but other movements that we've seen. You know, and uh, and you mentioned. It's questioning authority, right? And, and I agree with you there because I remember even when I was in the locker room, and, and I speak about it like it was 20, 30 years ago, but, I mean, let's, let's call it almost a decade now when I was a rookie. And, like, for instance, when I was a rookie, we had Jack Del Rio. 
we implemented the Oklahoma drill, right? Now, there was two sides of, of you know, I guess that theory where it's like, well, Oklahoma drill is good because obviously it teaches toughness, gets everybody ready for camp. Um, you put the pads on, you know, so the first day of pads, you get them cracking a little bit. And it's supposed to be, uh, you know, a, a masculine physical type of activity, let's just say. And the other school was like, well, why are we doing Oklahoma Joe's? Because now you can risk injury, right? Like it, it's it, it doesn't really simulate uh, an NFL play. Like we don't ever do an Oklahoma Joe during a game, so why are we do it in practice? And like back when I played, whether it was the captains, the the, the veterans, or the rookies, like nobody ever questioned it, right? It was just like you just kind of go with the status quo because that's the way it is. I have a hard time believing nowadays in that NFL locker room that they would allow Oklahoma drills because the question that it always comes down to with this modern era athlete and the, and the question that always comes down to when you're questioning authority is why. This is the why generation. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Why, why, why? And I think it's an important question not only for obviously in sports but also the world as well, right? And you have to keep in mind if you ask that question why – well, you better do your research and then figure out, you know, if someone tries to counter you, why it's going to be like that, right? So you talk about Chris Conley, talk about Joshua Dobbs, you know, these smart individuals who now they're, they're celebrated. Maybe back in the day a little bit, it would be like, oh, these nerds right here. But no, man, like these are these are powerful, eloquent speakers and they should be celebrated. And they're asking the questions why, you know, why are these monuments still up right now in Jacksonville in, in terms of the Confederacy? Why, why are they up? You know, like it always comes down to why. Okay, so that's what I think that the most important question is right now for professional athletes or even members of society is you have to ask the question why. You know, it's uh, it, it's interesting. They've put themselves athletes now, and especially in the last two weeks. And I said this Friday about Chris Conley. I don't think he asked to be a star in this, mm. but he is. He's a voice now here in Jacksonville. He's a voice on this movement uh, for this cause. Whether he likes it or not, <laughs> you know, I mean, he is. So that's what the responsibility of today's athlete, if they join the cause, if they join the movement, if they're part of it, they now have kind of a responsibility to to not only discuss, have conversations, but also take action. Yeah. And I think that's what we've seen the last couple of uh, well, in the last week, I think we saw the Jags players and coaches take action. I think we saw Leonard Fournette take action. Uh, and now the. Begs the question, what more will athletes do? What action is there next to take? And they'll have to lead down that that path. But that's become they've kind of accepted that. Uh, now they have to be kind of a, a little bit of responsibility. Listen, they didn't say, hey, I'm running for office and I want to be a public figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's different. But they've kind of cast themselves uh, athletes across the country now into, you know, the faces of this movement. And it will be. Just as much upon them, I think, to continue the conversations, continue to create change, as it is on all of us to continue the conversations and help create change. Absolutely. So now that that's a sense of responsibility they'll carry, I think, in this generation of athlete uh, and as impactful as they've been. When we come back, one more thought on this from today, at least for now. And then it's Leonard Fournette. I, I have said, oh, maybe it was about a month ago, I don't know. That he, to me, is one of the most interesting characters that's ever worn a Jaguars uniform. He's complex in that sense. I really don't know if fans sometimes know whether to love him or want to get rid of him. And he just kind of added to it Mm -hmm. here this morning. Really interesting persona in Jacksonville Jaguars history uh, is Leonard Fournette. 
We'll hear from him. We'll talk a little bit more about him next on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Very important, as you can see, got the community behind us. Also, our mayor, the players, uh, a couple of our coaches out here too. And uh, it's a big thing, man. I'm glad to be a part of this. I'm glad I could be one of the first people to bring up one of the pieces of protests to the city. That is Leonard Fournette, um, who helped organize this latest protest, which was 10 a.m. this morning at City Hall, hours after a Confederate statue in uh, Hemming Plaza came down here in the city of Jacksville. And the mayor simultaneously announced that uh, more statues of its kind will come down here in the River City. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos, on a... Tuesday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We've been talking about this on a bunch of different levels. The Jags' impact here in the community, but also athletes right now in, in our country and really all over the world and their platform. And we just talked about it uh, being one of the uh, most impactful generations ever, if not the most impactful generation of all time on and off the field and this latest uh, movement showing it. Uh, and, and I think – Kind of history will write that part of it. We'll see where we are in a couple of years or down the road and how much athletes continue to be a face of these demonstrations, protests, and, and obviously a mark for change uh, as well. But I think we're seeing our sports leagues and sports teams change, and that will th- certainly leave an impact for a long, long time to co- come on the next uh, uh, generation as well. We uh, Leonard Fournette, to me, is a fascinating player in Jacksonville Jaguars history. He, he really is. He, he, he has been beloved. He has been maligned. He has a very good heart, you can tell, uh, from how he interacts with kids and uh, the underprivileged and what he does back home in his own community, his story, uh, to what he has done here in Jacksonville and almost every stadium really across the league that he's ever played in. Mm-hmm. From giving cleats to autographs to pictures taken, uh, he's he's very complex because off the field he's even had an issue here or there. On the field he's got the suspension and the punch. Sure, you know, and obviously in the locker room too, he's considered a leader, but he's also got likes to have some fun. You know, like you've seen the videos of him yeah, like playing. It, yeah, absolutely, he likes yeah. to have fun. I think he's one of the funniest guys that have come around here, really, because sure. he'll call anybody out. But yeah. he also. You know, depending on who you talk to, you know, that him in the locker room is not always a great thing. Some people's perspective is on that. Sure. So that's what I mean by such a complex player here uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was a good moment for him today. Mm-hmm. What's your take on Fournette? <laughs> I mean, what's inter- I'll give you one more thing what's interesting to me about Fournette. Yep. I think a couple times today he said, I love Duvall, right? Uh, and and he, it's like he is embedded in this town, in this city with the Jags fan base. He likes being one of the faces of this franchise, despite some of the ups and downs, mm-hmm. despite some of the struggles of this organization. He's been outspoken about some of the struggles of the organization. Yet it it just doesn't feel, maybe because they, they thought about trading him away in the offseason, they haven't picked up an option, and they're not that he's not really part of it long term. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where all of this is kind of complex. You're almost hesitant to label him being a leader of any kind because you know he's not going to be here or it doesn't feel like he's going to be here beyond 2020. How do I feel about Leonard Fournette, man? That's a that's an interesting question because like you said, man, he's uh 
he's a very dynamic person. And how I feel about Leonard Fournette, I would say he's probably one of my favorite, right now on that team, probably one of my favorite guys on the team because he's not perfect, okay? He's had some instances where he probably didn't do the right thing, right? We, we think back to the time he punched a dude in Buffalo. We think back to the time in Houston when he sat on the bench and got called out. Um, you know, there, there was that whole rest thing where, you know, we, we had the choppers following him to the courthouse. I mean, it was it was a big deal. So Leonard Fournette is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I respect it and I like it because he's learned and he's grown, right? To, to air is to human. Like, I think so many times, and even in the current NFL locker rooms, like, these players put on the facade of who they think they should be, you know? And they put on this facade of, like, well, I have to be this perfect, upstanding citizen. I have to do things, everything by the book, and I can't be myself because I don't want to come across the wrong way. And to be fair, I did that, right? So it's almost like... I like Leonard Fournette because I'm kind of living vicariously through Leonard Fournette because Leonard Fournette, like Gardner Minshew, they are living their truth. They are who they are, and they're not going to apologize to anybody because of that. So with that being said, I got nothing but respect for Leonard Fournette because I think overall, most importantly, he's got a good heart. But number two, he's comfortable in his own skin. I, I think about if you ask fans if they like Leonard Fournette, I think somebody would say, yeah. And then football season happens, and I think so many of those same fans are critical of him on the field or sometimes you know, off the field, yeah. or you'll hear the media discuss him and be critical of him. I think you'll hear people inside the building sometimes be critical of him. And by the way, I don't mean to uh, – I know this is coming on a day that he led a protest – it, these conversations that we're having right now oh. about Leonard have taken place prior to the protest. I just think this adds another element to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have been critical of Leonard before, if you do have these feelings uh, about for you're not so sure about him, uh, and those exist in this town, I think, uh, from a fan base, from uh, I think even in the building, like I said, at times. I, I think this once again says, man, that guy's a good dude out there. He's trying to help. He's he's doing it the right way. Uh, you can listen to him. You know it comes from the heart. Um, he's lived it before mm-hmm. where he grew up. And we've shared his story about how he grew up and, and it wasn't always easy. And I think he's tried to make uh, use his platform for the good mm-hmm. uh, on a lot of different levels, including this one today. So it, it just I, the word complex, like I put interesting. Is he the most interesting Jags player of all time? I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's one of the most complex, though, uh, of all time. I, I think there's – and there's not a hate, by the way. This is – it would be wrong to say there's a love-hate relationship between Leonard. I don't think that's it. I think there is a tug-of-war of emotions at times uh, about Leonard. i got to be honest with you. The Leonard that I see, I, I think he's fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stuff that I like. I, I don't see some of the other side of it. Maybe I block my ears on it. I don't know. I've seen him do too many good things, and and I also have been in the camp from a football side of things that believe he has been way more valuable to this franchise than a lot of people want to admit. I think people are are turned off because they picked the running back in the top five and they blame Leonard Fournette for that. But I actually think he's been very impactful. I think if he has a good season here in in 2020, you're going to go back and you're going to look at his four years in a Jags uniform, and you're going to be like, wow. That's pretty damn good production. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are hesitant to admit that right now. And we'll see what he does in 2020. Yeah, 
I get what you're saying too, because I mean, let's be honest, and and we've talked about it on the show before. I mean, there's there the, you know there, there are some I don't even call them rumors, but there are some speculations. I should say that yeah, maybe some teammates in the locker room aren't the biggest Leonard Fournette fans. Maybe um, there's people at stadium that think that Leonard Fournette isn't a good person in that locker room. Okay, so much so that they shop them around. Of course. Now, so be it, and, that, and that's fine. And, and I get it, man. In this business. You know, and then this sports media business, and trust me, I'm I'm still new to the game and everything, but I'm I'm starting to see firsthand there's a lot of hearsay. Okay, well I can't work with hearsay. All I can work off of is what my eyes, what my ears tell me. Okay, and when I watch Leonard Fournette play on the football field, he's never once gave me a reason to say he's not a good teammate. Now. Yes, he punched a guy in Buffalo. But do you think after that game, his teammates were like, I can't believe you punched somebody on a football field in terms of all the emotion, all the physicality. I can't believe you would do that. Coming from somebody who's probably been in the most fights in Jaguars history, I don't care. You know, like on the practice field, that doesn't bother me at all. Yes, he's been emotional sometimes when he doesn't get the ball in the, in the goal line. You know, and he storms off the field and he's upset. He's visibly upset. Maybe throws his helmet. Once again, that's football. There's going to be emotion. There, there's going to be a time when you get upset because you're not getting the ball. I would rather have a running back that wants to get the ball every single time and be upset as opposed to a running back who's like, all right, go and throw the ball 25 times, 30 times a game. Don't give me the ball at all. That's fine. Like, to me, that shows that he's got the dog in him and that he wants the ball. I want guys like that. So as far as my eyes have told me, he's a good teammate. From what my ears have told me from talking to his teammates, I've never heard one example where he was a bad teammate. So maybe someone just hasn't told me anything, but I'm just saying from what I heard and what I've seen, I think he's a great teammate. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because uh, he had many players. Now, this isn't just for Leonard, but I think in in a way you could say they they supported Leonard today. uh, And there were several players out there like DJ Char, Chris Conley, Chris Thompson, Avery Jones, Tyler Davis, Keelan Cole, Raquel Armstead, Shaq Quarterman, Rodney Gunther, Ronnie Harrison, Miles Jack, plus some coaches, Joe Dana, Tim Walton, Ron Middleton, Terry Rubisky, Mark Collins. So uh, again, I think this is, uh, is it, this wasn't all about Leonard today. Yeah. Okay. He was just kind of a, a part of uh, the protest, but um, I think that shows some support from the Jags organization uh, as well. I uh, do have a question about the protest that we got on social media that I do want to bring up in, in terms of its sincerity. Uh, that will be a little bit later on. Let's talk some sports when we come back. Jason Fish scheduled to join us as well. Thanks for hanging with us on a Tuesday ESPN 690. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.